Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah, Har Lebanon, Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur will be Daf Kuf Yud Zayin. We'll start on Kuf Tet Zayin on the bottom. Says the Mishnah, Reino Mishnah. Matik HaSefer Ima Sefer. Matik HaTifilin Ima Tifilin. Which means, if a person is, if there's a fire in the house on Shabbat, like we spoke about yesterday, and the house, assuming the house is not in an inhabited area where someone could possibly have second infrastructure, assuming let's say you have your own island someplace and you have a house where you have a lot of money that could be lost, but no lives because you're not in the house and you know there's no one in the house, you're not allowed to put it out. But what you are allowed to do is you're allowed to save, you're allowed to save uh, certain things from the house, okay? And we said that you're allowed to save Kitzvah Kodesh. Now we're telling you, you're allowed to save the case of a sefer with the sefer. My assumption is that the case of the sefer was more like the Ashkenazi cases, like a, a soft one, rather than our hard ones. Okay, we'll see later why I think that. So, the tika tifilin ima tifilin. And you can say the case of tifilin with tifilin. Even though inside these things there is money, let's say the tik, there was money in it. Somebody, I guess, more likely that someone would put money in it. Uh, it could be used as a bag also. Hide some money and you have a few dollars or a hundred dollars. Same thing. Oh, here's Ralph. Yeah, Hi, Ralph. How are you? Hashem. Okay. We, we just started the Mishnah. You ready okay. to join? Yep. Okay. You want to say hi to Joseph? Say hi to Joseph. Hello, Joseph. Okay, good. Good. So, we say, we're talking about saving a Sefer Torah. We said not only could you save the Sefer Torah, but you could also save the Tik of the Sefer Torah as well. Okay? Now, And for, to where can you save it? To a Mavui that's not Mefulash. Now, you need to know what a Mavui is going forward. Um, we, we explained last time that in the, old, in the olden days, you didn't open your house. Your house didn't open directly to the street. It was normal. This was even true in Halab. It was normal for the houses to open into a chatzer. There would be two or three houses opening into one chatzer. And that chatzer would open into a mavui where three chatzerot would open to. So a mavui basically has nine houses that are opening into courtyards. Sometimes more or less the number is not important, but there's houses to a chatzer into mavui, okay? And the mavui, you go to Rishpat That's how, it's like more protected. You're more, uh, there's more numbers over there. This might be the class. Let me just see this. <laughs> Hello? Okay. Now, so where could you save them? The mavui she'enomifulash. Normally, a mavui, if you want to, Ralph, is as follows: When you have, uh, normally, the rabbis do not want you to carry from your house to the chaser, because if you carry from the house to the chaser, your house is only one person's property. The chatzer is a few people's property. So it looks like, hey, if I can go from my house to a chatzer, then I could also go from uh, Mavui to Rishut Arabin. And you also can't carry from the chatzer to Mavui. You, again, you might make that mistake. Now, what, what would allow you to carry in Mavui? If you put either a lechi or a korah, or a pole or a korah or a beam, then that would remind you not to carry, and then it's okay. That's what that's the rules of Edwin. We're going to learn a lot more of that in the second Edwin. So we say, where could you save Sefer Torah? You could save it to Mavui that's not open to the public. The Gemara will explain what it needs to be done in order not to be open. Okay? He says that even if the Mavui is open to the public and has no Nothing doesn't have the right thing separating it from the public. You're still allowed to carry the Sefer Torah 
or your tefillin out to this place. Is that clear, Ralph? Great. Okay. Yes, sir. I got it. I got it. Awesome. Says the Gemara. Tanur Rabbanan. Arba Asad Shechal Yot B'Shabbat. We're talking now, we're bringing a proof now from a case of Korban Pesach. We know that Korban Pesach, as an introduction, was offered. The, the parts, parts of had to be offered on the Mizbeach on Eret Pesach afternoon after Chatzot. Okay? That, so every single Jew had to have a Korban Pesach. You had to bring your lamb to the Beit HaMikdash on Eret Pesach. And you had to uh, offer a piece of the Mizbeach on the Mizbeach on, on um, Eret Pesach. And the rest of the Korban was eaten that night before Chatzot. Right? That's the standard for the Korban Pesach. Now, what happens if Eret Pesach falls out on Shabbat? So now, it's Eret Pesach, so you have to do this Korban. But, it's Shabbat, so you can't do anything extra. So there's a machloket, whether you're allowed to treat the Korban like a regular Korban. And if it's a regular Korban, you, what you would do is you would slice it open, take out the insides, First, no, first you take off all the skin. You'd skin the whole animal, then take out the inside, put, put the parts on the mizbeach, and that night you, you, that night you would roast it. Okay? So one rabbi says, the Chachamim are going to say that you're allowed to do that. Same thing. The other rabbi says, no. Since you only need for, the, for Hashem to get out the piece that goes in the mizbeach, you're only allowed to take off the skin of half the, and the second half the animal, you have to leave the skin on. Because why are you taking the skin off? For yourself. That's for tonight. You can't do that on Eret Pesach that falls out on Shabbat. Is that clear, Ralph? Good. Let's see yes. the word. If it's the 14th of Nisan, falls on Shabbat. You could take off the skin of the Korban Pesach up to the breast. That's what Yishmael says. He says, no, you take off the skin of the whole thing. So it's machloket tanaim over here, whether the whole thing or half. I understand this rabbi. The reason why he only lets up to the breast is because that's all you need to do to take out what you need for Hashem. But according to the Rabbanan, who are allowing the whole thing, what's the reason why they allow? We don't need to explain it. Israel, he makes sense. It's the Chachanim that need explanation. Everything Hashem does for his sake. Okay, this is a Pasuk in Mishle, which tells you that Hashem wants every mitzvah done in a way, not in the minimum way. We want the mitzvah done in the way that brings the most kavot Hashem, the most normal way. And since it's not normal to skin half an animal, that wouldn't be kavot Hashem. And therefore the hachamim disagree. And they say, no, 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 we only do, we only do uh, the whole thing. You with me? Good. Says the Gemara. What? Yeah. Right. Says the that wants to know how does doing the whole how does doing the whole animal bring about Hashem? Rabbi Yosef Amar, why the Chachamim say that it's the Kavor Hashem to do the whole animal? Again, Rabbi Ishmael says half the animal. Chachamim say the whole animal. We ask them why the whole animal. They say that's bigger Kavor Hashem. Now, why is it bigger of what? Now we're going to have machloket. Two-way machloket. Amorayim. So, Rabbi Yosef Amar, Shelo Yatsriach. They don't, it seems like, leave skin on, I don't know anything about this. I guess Mikey would know something about this. Right, so Mikey would know something about this. But it seems like if you leave the skin on an animal, it, it has a tendency to get spoiled faster. Ever hear that, that meat? That meat spoils faster. Skin is on it rather than it's if it's stripped off. I'm not sure. 
Never heard that before. But that's what Gemara is saying. So Rabbi Yosef is claiming since the meat will get spoiled a little faster, it's not Hashem that a korban pesach is going to start to spoil. And the rabbis allow you to take the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, but Rabbi, you could say the other way. You don't need the no, whole no. thing in order to. Yeah, but you, you eat the whole, the whole thing. Thing is holy. That night, when you're going to have to eat the whole korban. Yeah, I don't need it for the mizbeach, but the is Hashem. So it's I for anyone Hashem's korban to start to to uh, start to to decay. Not only that, with who think that they spoil less uh, when it's freezing, right? The Gemara is going to say that it has to be not too cold, not too warm for it not to spoil. Certain temperature is very, very good for non-spoilage. You can see that. Okay. Rabbi says, Yes, Ralph? No, I got it. I got it. Okay, good. We don't want any sacrifices, any korbanot, to look like uh, a, a dead animal that's roadkill, right? When you see an animal that still has its skin on it, it looks disgusting like roadkill. Once you slice it off the skin, so it looks like it's in a butcher store, it looks like a piece of meat that's, that, that's spinning. So according to Rava, the Chachamim's reason why it's Kavon Hashem is because you want the Korban to always look its best. It should look like it just came out of Mikey's showcase and not that it looks like a, the side of, uh, of Route 66. Exactly. Okay? And the Gemara, my Beinayu, which means, what was the reason for Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef arguing about such a thing? What's the, what's the point of the argument? Let's say it was on a golden table. So if it's on a golden table, then as far as uh, Rava's turn, it doesn't look like it's on the side of Route 66, and you would not be allowed to skin it. The Chachamim would agree that you're not allowed to skin it. But Rav Yosef, who says it's not going to smell, they don't care if it smells on a golden table, it's still a problem. Okay? Another way, Inami, Yoma Da'astana. If it's a day with a northern wind, where it's the right temperature and it's not going to spoil. Then Rabbi Yosef would say, Oh, it's not going to spoil. You know, the Chachamim agree, you know how to do it. And Rabbi will say, It still looks like roadkill. Chalas, you know how to do it. The Makloka is in those two cases. Is that clear, Ralph? Good. According to Israel, the son of Rabbi Yochanan and Bruka, what does he do with the Pasuk of? The Chachamim used the Pasuk, everything's Hashem, to show you that you're allowed to slice off the whole skin of the animal. But Rabbi Yoshmael, who says you only you have to leave it half covered, what does he do with that Pasuk? Says the Gemara. He used to tell you that you can't take out the insides that go on the Mizbeach before you take off the skin of half my time we're worried that pieces of the hair or the wool of the animal might end on the emunim and they would go on the mizbeach and as everyone knows who's ever smelled when hair burns it has that smell so does wool have a very very bad smell when it burns and therefore we're worried that if you don't skin the animal fully be, or, or at least halfway, before you pull out those bits, a hair might get on it. And therefore, Kolpoil Amshanah is a, what's allowing us to skin the animal halfway and not just cut it open. Is that good, Ralph? Yes. Okay. Okay, good. What did the what did the friends of Yisrael when they answered? What did they answer to, to support themselves? How can come they? In Mesilim Tika Sefer, Ima Sefer, Lo Nefshetet Pesach Meoda. Who who argue? What do they argue with him? How do they say the whole thing? 
They say, look at them in the Mishnah, we're talking about saving Sefer Torah. And in the Sefer Torah, we said, you're allowed to save even with the teak. And eat money in it. So now, if you're allowed to save it even with the teak, you should also be allowed to cut the whole the skin of the animal. Now, how can you compare the two things? Moving mukseh. Okay, moving mukseh is a dirabanan. So the fact that the rabbis allow a dirabanan to say, okay, that's one thing. That, that the rabbis are going to allow cutting off the skin of an adoraita? How can you compare the things? It's not, it's not a fair comparison. Good. Says the Gemara, Amar Abasheh. Abasheh says, It says, Really, the machloket between Rabbi Shmel Ben Ochshu and Bukha and the Chachamim is a two sided machloket. It's not just about whether you could take off. Oh, here he is. Boom. So, as she said, the argument. The argument moving the mukse, and they argue about the malacha also, which means they argue whether you let them move the korban around. I mean, let's say the korban, we're talking about the korban in, in, which falls out on on, on Shabbat. Okay, so when your korban is on Shabbat, so. The one rabbi, the Chachamim, say that you're allowed to take the whole skin off, even though it's Shabbat, and you only need to take half off to get out to go to the bath that day. But you're allowed to take the whole thing off. And Rabbi Ishmael says, you know how to do that. You only you have to take off only half the skin. So we're trying to understand what he's reasoning. So he said he's bringing a proof from our case that we said yesterday of the teak of the Sefer Torah. If the rabbi says you're allowed to carry out the teak of the Sefer Torah, so you should be allowed to do this. Do this too. I said, how can you compare? When you're carrying a teak, you're just moving mukse. That's a derabanan. Over here, you're skinning an animal. That's a skinning animal. No. The machloka between the rabbis is not only about moving. moving. It's about moving, and it's about the melacha. Okay? Now, and what is always saying? What are we trying to say over here? The, the, the teak of the sefer, the Outside of the with the sefer, Lord of the hill or agabasad, can't we move the skin because of the of the flesh? Meaning, moving wise, if you're allowed to move the teak, you let him move uh, the skin, right? So moving, not, that's not that's not the answer of the, of why not. Just explain the moving part. So according to this, there's a double machloket. And the, the proof that they're bringing from the teak is only about the moving part, but not about the malacha part. And therefore, everything's okay. The Mar says, even about the moving part, they weren't like. The Mar says, me, dummy, how can you compare? Hatam nasi basis to devala mutar. Hatam nasi basis to devala asur. How can you compare the two things? When you have meat, right, you're moving the skin, which is the basis, which is holding meat that's asur the raw meat is as to is on Shabbat. But in the case of the teak of the Sefer Torah, it, the, the teak is a basis to a Sefer Torah, which you're allowed to. So how can you compare moving the teak of a Sefer Torah to moving the teak of an animal, which is completely much, even the muksa part. I understand it's not Malachah. Forget the Malachah. Even the muksa part, how can you compare? If you let us save the teak of the sefer with the sefer, even though there's money in it, which is money is asur, so then also, shouldn't you be able to move the skin with the masal? Now they're both mukseh. One is money, which is mukseh, and the other one is the meat that's mukseh on Shabbat. Mara doesn't like that one either. But it's a comparison. Me, Dandi, can you compare? 
Over there in the Sefer Torah, there's two things in the Tik. There's the Sefer Torah and there's money. So there's a Mutar and Asur. Sefer Torah Mutar and money Asur. But when it comes to the animal, there's no Mutar, it's only Asur. So you can't compare. Hacha, Kulona Sebasis Dvara Asur. Ela Hachi Kamer there, right? This is what he's talking about. We're saying a different thing. If it's true that you're allowed to go, let's say Yosefet was sitting on the table with no teak on it, and there's a fire in the house, and you see this bag that has money in it, and you're allowed to bring that bag with only money in it to come put the Yosefet on and carry it out, surely you should be allowed to cap. Carry to, to to carry the skin with the thing because that's the same thing. A, a bag with only money is the same as this. Mm-hmm. Who told you that you're allowed to carry the the bag money. the money with nothing in it? We didn't say that in the Mishnah, right? If you want to say from the fact that you don't have to spill out the money means you're allowed to bring the money with it, meaning like this. If you say, yeah, the Mishnah was talking about the case of the with money together, and it allowed you to carry it out. Now, why didn't you tell me, spill out the money? Obviously, if you're allowed to do that, I should be allowed to carry the money alone to, 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 to put the Sefer Torah in it, right? When it says, if you're doing that, in the case of the Mishnah, if we make the guy spill out money, maybe the fire will come and burn it. And therefore, we don't make you spill out the money. Right? Over here, while you bring it, it might get worse. Just throw out the money. Yani, when, this, when the money is already in the Sefer Torah, so... If we're going to make you spill out all the money before you no move time. it. No time. There's no time. You you, 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 you're time constricted. You might burn as well. But here, if you're picking it up anyway, so pick it up, let it fall out as you're going. Because mm-hmm. you, you don't have to shake it out. And therefore, you just because you see the rabbis do this, doesn't mean they can allow you to carry the thing with the money. So therefore, again, we're back to stuck. What's the comparison? Says the Gemara. Ella, forget it. The Gemara now is going to reject what we said before. We told you that there's a two-pronged machoket. is a mukseh and a melacha one. Forget that. Really, it's what we said before, right? Which means that we're talking about the, the melacha. If so, how can you bring a proof from carrying the Sefer Torah to doing the Yisrael Doraita? We're talking about a guy who's cutting off the skin of his Korban Pesach at a time when he doesn't want the skin. And if you don't want the skin, when is it Yisur Doraita? When you're cutting off a skin, because you want to use the skin to make leather, to make some shoes. But if this guy is going to throw the skin in the garbage, that's not a Machad Doraita. That's not a Machad Doraita. And the carrying Mukseh, is not a hard right We have a comparison. Good. So not using for that purpose. Right, because I don't want it. Right. If a guy cuts his skin, he doesn't want it. It's only that I want on. Now we're cool. You with us? Gorgeous. Okay. So says You're assuming that just that because the guy is not trying to take the skin off. Not the oraita, but that's true. When we say that when you're not trying to do something, Rabbi Shimon says that it's mutar. That's only if it's not for sure going to happen. But if something's for sure going to happen, even Rabbi Shimon says that you know I'll do it. It's a I'll do it. Like if let's say guy says I'm cutting off the chicken, but I don't want it to die. Rabbi Shimon agrees. I don't. I'm not trying to get it to die. I just want to give my kid a, a, a toy to play with. So I cut the hand and give it to my kid. Rabbi Shimon, who is the rabbi who says, will agree that this one you have to. So in this case, 
there's no other way to get the skin off the animal if you is to do the doraita. Even Mishimon will agree that's the doraita, and therefore we're back to square one. Yeah. We're back to Chayav, and now you can't compare it anymore to the case of the sheep. Good. No. Okay. We're talking about a case where the guy's cutting it off in little pieces. He's not going to cut the whole skin off and he can make a nice shirt. He's cutting little pieces off. Piece, 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 piece. And it's not fit for anything. And since it's so small, then, then it's really then it's really only the Rabbanan. And therefore, you can compare it to the case of the teeth. Gorgeous. Here, please. Please check also. Okay. Thank you. Back to the Mishnah Teh, where the two dots now in the middle of Kufudayim. Where can you save it to? To Mavui, She'en with Machloket. Hanim said, you could only do it to Mavui, She'en with Falash, which is not open. Yani, that you did something at the end to show that you're not going to carry out. And uh, who was the other rabbi? Oh, oh you always remember the rabbi, Jackson. Ben Betera. Ben Betera said, that's an easy name to remember. Ben Betera said that even to one that is open, you're allowed to carry. Right? We're talking about the open and the closed my yes. mm-hmm. Okay, so the Gemara is going to analyze this now. We're going to learn a little Eruvin. This is to get your, for those out there in the podcast world, this is to get your uh, taste buds ready for the next Masechet in the, in the tunnel. Which is Mesechet Eruvi. Okay? Says the Gemara. Hechi dami mefulash, hechi dami she'en mefulash. When our Mishnah refers to an open mavui or a closed mavui, what do they mean? What exactly are you putting at the edge of the mavui to make it closed, quotes, or open? What, what, what are you putting there? The Gemara says, Amr of Chista. Rav Chista says, Shalosh mechitzot veshne lechayayim. We're talking about a case where your mavui has three walls on all its sides, and on the fourth side that's open to the public property, you have shtead lechayayim. You have two posts. A post, by the way, is not what we have our eruv. When you have an eruv in your house, you put a post here, a post here, and a string on top. That's called a tzurat hapeta. That's a, a doorway. That's more than this. This is just post, post with no string. Two posts. So three walls and a post. That's called animal flash. It's a close. Okay. That's an open mavui. They're both going according to the be elazar. Now, the be elazar. I'm sorry. Why? Meaning, chachamim and ben bena, who are arguing about whether it goes to mavui mefulash or mavui mefulash, open or closed are going like Rabbi Eliezer, in, in, who is part of a three-way Eruvim Machloket. There's a three-Tanaim Machloket, what you have to do at the edge of your Mavui to allow you to carry it in the Mavui. Okay? Rabbi Eliezer is one of the people. What's the book? Let's see this side. Titnan, you learned in the Mishnah in Eruvim, Hechshen Mavui, to allow you to carry in a Mavui. Betshamayomrim, Lechi, Vekora. You need one pin beam going up, and one kora going across. That's kora. You need either one. Either one beam or a cross beam, but not both. He's the most lenient. He says you need two lechayayim. So our Mishnah, which Rav Chista claims was referring to two lechayayim is closed, and less than that is called open, our Mishnah must be going like Rabbi Eliezer. Right. Okay. Rabba. So Rabba challenged that and he says, Are you calling a uh, Mavui that has three Mechitzot on three sides and only 
lechi. You're going to say, oh, that's an open one? You're going to call that open? Okay. Right. Also, according to the Rabbanan, who in our Mishnah allowed carrying to, if you remember, no, Rabbanan, who, who allowed carrying to only to a Mavui the Rabbanan and the Mishnah say that it has to be closed. Why would the Mishnah that you're allowed to carry a Sefer Torah to there? If it's closed and it's got two lechayayim, why can't I carry anything I want? Food and drink also there. Why does it have to be only it's closed? Closed? If it's closed, it's closed. Right. I can carry there. George, this is the Gemara. Ela Amaraba. Rabba, forget your sister. This is now. When we said a a closed one, it means if you have only two mechitzot and two lechayayim. Okay? Two mechitzot, not three. It's only two. And the other two starts open. Put one lechi over there. Okay? If you have two mechitzot and one lechi, that's open. And both these rabbis are going to be Yehuda, who's a fourth rabbi, fourth Tana that's coming in over here. Okay? The Tana, we're going to more than this. A guy who has two houses on two sides of So there's a street in between, and I own a house on one side of Lady Bess. And I own another house on the other side of Lady Bess. Okay? Lady Bess is not a but let's say it was. Okay? Now, I own one house on this side and one house on the other side. Now, if I want to carry from this house to the house across the street, if a guy would put one lechi on this side and one lechi on the other side of the, of the other house, okay? That, okay. Or say lechi mikan, lechi mikan. Then you can go back and forth. Okay. That's according to the Biudah. Amrullah, so the rabbi said, You can't make a Yudah like that. So now, but according to this rabbi, the Biudah, he's saying that is considered closed. So if you just had two walls and one, that would be considered open. And that, that's what he's claiming is the Mishnah. Amrullah Abaya. So Abai, so again, Rav Chista had said what he said, and Rava challenged him. Now Abai is going to come, and he's going to challenge Rava, and he says, according to you, Nami, according to you, that you're saying it's going to be Huda. So, and 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 the Rabbanan say you need two. If the Rabbanan say you need two, so then why can't Mr. Ha carry his food also? Together with the with the Sefer Torah, why would the Mishnah say Sefer Torah? You should be able to carry food also. We're now on the top of Kuf Yud Zayin Amubet. Ela Amar Abashi, rather Rav Ashi says the following: Shalosh Pitzot Lechi Echad Zeh Mavui She'enu Mefulash. So the closed one is three Mechitzot with one Lechi. Okay, Gimel Chutzot Below Lechi. If you're three years old with no lechi, even for the residents, that's only if you want to carry food and drink. That's why we, it is a special heter doing for a separate because normally we're talking really about a three. And if you have one lechi. We're talking three to the one lechi. So, if you want to carry food and drink, you would need two less. But say, for today, I won't lie with one lechi. Otherwise, we'll tell you. Okay. Good. Brand new Mishnah, guys. Matzimim mazon gimel sudot haro'uri le'adam. Okay, we're talking about saving from a fire again. And we're saying, you're allowed to save from a fire the food for three seudot. Haro'uri le'adam. Le'adam, if you have food that's fit for a person, 
Now, what food? So, food, you could allow them to save if you have, for each person, you could save food for three sewers. Okay? So, if you have three people, you could save nine meals. Okay? Now, when you're saving it, you can only save human food for humans. You can't say, well, you can fire, from the fire, yeah. But people are looking to get out of the fire. Nobody's thinking about getting... Uh, okay, we're talking about a fire that is just starting. Right. You're not allowed, allowed a chance to, to get you're out. You're not allowed to pull it, put it out because you're on the island, like we said, or you're in right. a place where there's no danger. And nobody's going to be uh, hurt. And or, no one's going to be hurt. And it's just, you're going to watch your whole house burn down, but you want to save what you can. Person's house. Someone's house. Last I checked, you don't have an island in, in, in Florida. But okay. Person's house. Okay. Now, you want to say, I want to say what I can, right? So, if you have three animals, you can save three of animal food. There's three, three, three humans, you can save three meals for humans. Okay, so how does it work? Now, Shabbat, if if the fire started on the Friday night, then you can do three seudos. If it happened Shabbat morning, then you can only do two seudos, because there's only two seudos left in Shabbat. You can do one. And if you're a type of guy who avoids special sheets, you can save nothing. Okay? I just made that up. Even at Minha, you're still entitled to three students. Okay. The Gemara asks the question: Merci, Karach. The Gemara is saying, "This. Why are you telling me I can only save three students? There's a thing. So why can I only carry three students? I mean, I'm doing it then during the regular year." I have Eruv in my backyard. So during the regular year, you'll have to carry a thousand suudot out. And now when there's a fire, I can carry three suudot? It doesn't make sense. Why? Right. Now you're preparing for tomorrow's work. Ah, that's a good one. Good. And that's the point. That's why they're cutting it down as they go, as the shacharit. Okay. So here's the answer. It's nice. I like it. However, Why you preparing? You're preparing regardless. Why are they cutting it down? Are they going along? Shacharit 2, Mecha 1. So obviously they're only allowing you to go up till Shabbat ends. That's mm. right. I don't know. The Gemara is not going to answer what he's saying. I'm not sure why. It's a good question, Joseph. I'll just say you're preparing for later. Uh, okay. I want to ask a question. I'm going to pause this. Oh, actually, no. Let, let it run. Somebody, so Joseph wants to know why can't it be prepared? The Mars not going to give that answer. It could be that when something's going to, let's say you're eating Sudashi sheet, right? Now, you're not supposed to really put away the food if you're not praying in that room. We do it in shul because we're praying in that room afterwards. But if you, let's say, eat such a sheet and now you're going to pray next door, after Shabbat, we'll clear up because you're clearing up after Shabbat, not to clear up for Shabbat. But the milk, you're not back in the fridge. Why? Because that's its spot. I'm just putting the milk where it goes. I'm not, I'm not cleaning up. I'm, Milk goes in the fridge. I always put milk in the fridge. So it could be the same idea when you take something out. I'm not preparing for after Shabbat. I'm putting them. But the chips go in the closet. So what? what? Mm. But when there's a fire, <laughs> right? Maybe that's the reason why. Macho. The question is better than the answer. All right. Says the Let's see. Beket betarak katarach. Now, let me, let me say more. Amarava, we talk about Mamono, Ish Atelichuya. Do we allow this guy to carry out all of his food? He's going to put it because he's all thinking about his money. 
we have to even think about Shabbos. He's in a money mode. And he's nervous about his money. He's about to lose. He's in the middle of the biggest test in the world. person gets a test like this once a lifetime. That you, that, that you have to give up a lot of money like this, a big amount of money for Shabbat. So when we, got, we don't want the guy to fail the test. So in order to make him fail the test, we make a rule. Leave more than that. Not, not, only, not only should he lose his house, he's going to lose some more food. And that will cause him to remember Hashem and pass the test. Okay? So Abaya tells him back, that's rough, man. Abai says, if, if it says that, let's say a guy has a cracked barrel of wine on his roof, right? So now it's, you got to bring a, a utensil to put under the barrel to save the wine. Okay. As long as you don't bring a couple of killing to suck or to put it off the roof to catch it when it when it comes off the roof. The Bible says, why don't they let you save more wine than that? Right? Over there also, we're worried that you might if if we allow you to bring a lot of Utensils, one more, one more. Let's save the wine. You might say, "Oh, we're out of them." Let me run across the street and get one. So we restrict you to only using one, in order that you don't. If we allow you use more than one, you might go try to get your tenth one from your neighbor across the street, across the park, where we just do like that. Okay. Gufa. Whenever you see the gufa, the Gemara is going to analyze something that was mentioned on the side before. If a, if a barrel broke on the roof, you bring a kili and you put it underneath it. As long as you don't bring another kili and you catch it in the air, or don't make another kli and put it under the roof to catch it. What happens if guests came to your house exactly with your broken barrel on your roof? Okay? you need it for them, then you can bring another one to catch it for the guests. Right? But don't catch it first and then invite the guests. The guest, once the guests walk in, oh, here's another guest. I can save another barrel. Another, another killing. But don't first, oh, you know what? I think I'll, I'll, save, I'll, I'll save it now and then I'll invite Joseph afterwards. Right? No, don't do that. And you can't sketch, meaning you can't invite someone who ate already and say, come on over, come for wine. He's not drinking, you know, you can't do that. Okay? You are allowed to sketch. Invite all your neighbors over, even though they ate, and offer them wine, even though they're not going to eat them, you're allowed to save. Okay. Now, why are they arguing about whether or not you're allowed to sketch? More says. Lema, let's assume the proof that the Belezer Bishua come to you. The argument is like the argument between the Belezer and Bishua. How long is it? One, two, five. Anyone else? Let's say you have an animal and it's baby that fall, falls into a board. Now, there's a Yisur to kill an animal and her baby on the same day. You're aware of that, right? You've heard of this before? Animal and the baby on the same day. You have to wait till the next day to kill the baby. Okay? So now, you have a mother and the baby fell in the pit. Rabbi Omer, You take out the first one to slaughter it. Because on your own, you have to slaughter it. The second one, send food down so it doesn't die. Okay? Beautiful. That's according to Rebelezer. Bring the first one out to shaft it. But then don't shaft it. And then you sketch 
Meaning, the reason why you're not allowed to take both out is because it's impossible to shech both of them today. Right? If you take out the mother, then you can't shech the mother. So, so how, why are you taking the second one? You take it out for tomorrow. Oh, you can't do that. Right? That's what the first rabbi says. You can only take out one. The second one, you got to take care of it there. Other rabbi says, who told you which one I want? I could pull out the first one and then say, you know what? I want the second one. Pull out the second one out. And then say, you know what? I want the first one. You could, you could sketch and say each one I'm taking for a different view. I'll sketch. Okay. And we want to say the same rabbi, Rabbi Yeshua, who says you're allowed to sketch here, is going like Rabbi Yoshi Behuda, who says you're allowed to do a sketch with the guests on the roof. The rabbi, Rabbi Lezer, who says you can't sketch over here, is going like the, the, the Tanakama of the previous one, who said you're, allowed, you're not allowed to sketch with the wine. Clear? We want to make a parallel and say, whoever says this has to say that. And whoever says this has to say that. That's what we want to say. And they want to reject and say, no, not necessarily. The rabbi who says this could say both other ones. The rabbi this could say both other ones. Can say that? Okay? Who told you that the things are connected? Dilma, maybe I'll say the following. Rabbi Eliezer only said his rule that you're not allowed to sketch by the animal. You know why? Because over there, the animal's not going to die. You can give food. So why do you like to sketch when you can just give the animal food? Over there, he doesn't let. But by the wine, where if you don't do the sketch, the, wine, the wine's in the garbage, maybe he left. Okay. The law of Shadlo. God can look up at Rabbi Yeshua Hatam and Rabbi Yeshua, who's the rabbi who lets the sketch by the animal. He only said he lets over there by the animal because Sarbalechaim. But when it comes to wine, I will have to let Sarbalechaim. But when it comes to wine, where there's no Sarbali wine, right? He wouldn't let. Who told you? Therefore, you can't say the thing. What's this? Just repeat that last part one more time. The, the rabbi who lets by the animal right. is not necessarily going to let you move the sketch by the wine. Because the only reason why he lets by the animal is because it's Tsar by the Chaim. Now, of course, paint the animal. The animal's in the right. But who says that because of wine, he's going to let? And therefore, you can't assume that it's going to Says the Gemara Tanurabanahan, we learned it right let's say there's a fire and you saved fine flour bread, white bread, and you can't bring brown bread into it. Because you already have white bread, why would you want brown bread? But you first he took out the brown bread, you can go and get white bread. So you might say, oh, I have the brown bread, I'd rather have white bread. Aren't you back? You'll have white bread, go back and get more. Okay? Umatsirin. You could say from Yom Kippur to Shabbat, which means if Yom Kippur on a Friday, you're allowed to say food for Shabbat. When, if it's Shabbat and Sunday's Kippur, then you're not allowed to say for the next day. Of course, you can't say from Shabbat to Shabbat. And you can't say from one Shabbat to the next Shabbat for sure. Okay. Let's say a guy forgot his bread in the tanur. In the olden days, people used to stick their lafa. The, 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 the bread was always lafa. You ever see them make, make lafa in the Olympic week? Uh, they used to stick mm. the thing, yes. to the thing to the side. Yes. Mm-hmm. The guy stuck his dough to the side. That's such a hot oven. Takes uh, 40 minutes to cook. And he forgot it there. And now it's Shabbat. What does he do? Okay. And now it's Shabbat. You're allowed to save three meals worth of bread. We saw a different one. It's similar to this, yes. Okay. So the guy's got 50 things stuck to the wall of his oven. He's allowed to save three of them for himself. And if you tell his neighbor, hey, Joseph, you want a bread? Find a little Burn anyway. Take. When you take it off, don't use the spatula. Take a knife. Okay. 
Gemara says, Aini, you can't use the spatula. But doesn't it say that when it says you can't do malacha, it's not saying that you can't blow shofar because that's only an art. And taking bread off a thing is a chokmah. So why would the rabbis, if it's not midoraita, why would the rabbis make you do a shinui? It's not deoraita. Right? And it says, I mean, even though it's not deoraita, we still rather you do as much of a change from the usual way of doing it as we can. And that's why we tell you to use a knife and not a spatula to get it off. Okay. A little bit more to the two dots. Amar Shabbat. Person should get up early on Shabbat. It says, was on the sixth day, they got ready what they should do. The Hayah sounds like right away. Immediately, they did it. So we should always do prepare for Shabbat early on Friday and not late. Okay. On Shabbat, you have to you have to always use two loaves of bread. Because it's double portion. I saw Rav Kana holding two, but he only broke one. So he answers, you know why? Because it says it says that they gathered two breads. It doesn't say that they broke two breads. I only have to make one. And that's why we only have to make one nowadays. Reb Zera have a shiruta. when he would give out the chali on Shabbat, he would break off a piece enough to last the whole meal. He wouldn't give it everyone they have to take a full take a full one. If you take such a big piece, you look like a fatso. Right? He doesn't look like a fat, so you know why? If he would do that every day, then you look But the fact that he only does it one out of seven days, he's showing that he loves Shabbat more, and therefore it's better to give a bigger piece to show that Shabbat, here, take a lot. Okay? When they would have they bread on Shabbat. They would make the meal on the eruv bread. Why? I'm really. They said, "If you did one mitzvah, do more mitzvah with it." Baruch was right there. Amen. Amen. Thank you.